Welcome to the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Quinn, and I am a mom on a mission to help you launch, grow, and scale a profitable freelance business from home. Join me each week for tangible business advice along with inspiring interviews, all designed to help you mom strong, work smart, and live free. If you are loving this podcast, finding yourself motivated or inspired, learning something new, or just a fan of the show, do me a favor and help me spread the message. Screenshot the episode, add it to your Insta stories, and tag me at Michaela.Quinn. Every share helps me reach more and more moms, and I may just share your share and feature you in my Insta stories too, because together we can take over the world. All right, mama, it's time. Grab your coffee, water, or wine, because we are starting. Brittany, welcome to the podcast, finally. I know, right? Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to finally chat with you. Yes, you are an OG OTOer. I think you even joined maybe when it was still like a, it's called like Jumpstart Your Freelance Business, like a four module course. That sounds familiar. Honestly, it was a long time ago. That was July, I believe July of 2018. Yep which I can't believe it's already been, this will be the fifth year, but yeah, yeah. my original OTOer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cause that's July, 2018. That was back when I only had McLaren here. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. Wow. And my business and your family has changed since then. So this yes. is going to be such an exciting episode to see kind of just your journey, but also see like the wisdom you've learned along the way. And I'm just so excited to show the like trajectory that can happen when you get started. Yeah. Because I think, I think that is so fascinating and something not really possible in a lot of traditional, typical jobs, what you've been able to do in the past, not even five years. So with a new baby added to the family too, and all of that. So let's just kind of start with the beginning, introduce yourself for maybe those who don't know you yet, kind of who you are and what you did prior to freelancing and then kind of what got you started. And I know that's a big loaded question. So no, perfect. Yeah. So my name is Brittany Hageman and I have been doing this for almost five years now. And I do, I'm a social media manager now. It's my specialty. And when I first started, I kind of dabbled in a little bit of everything, but I've always been drawn to social media. And so I, for the past like three years, got really a lot more serious about that. And so that is all I do now. And I love it. But yeah, a little bit about my background and kind of how I got here. So my background is actually in healthcare. I am an occupational therapist. That's what my degree is in. And I loved my job, but I always knew I wanted to be home with my kids. I had a great career, great income, really loved it, loved the people I worked with. But I just knew, like my husband and I knew when we got married that we didn't want me to be gone nine to five and have our kids be in daycare full time. So when our first daughter was born, which has been almost 10 years ago, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, you have a 10 year old. Almost. Yes. She's in fourth grade. So we've like officially entered, like we're not little kid anymore. We are pre-teen. Pray for me. (laughs) Okay. Adding you to my list. 
so yeah, I left my nine to five when she was, I remember I was so scared, like going to tell my boss when I was pregnant with her that I wasn't going to be coming back after she was born. That was like such a scary conversation. Also, just because I didn't know anyone that was really doing that, like everyone was going back to working full time. And I feel like that's why, which we can talk about later too, but some people might be hesitant to freelance because it's not maybe the most traditional way or what we're taught or what we know. So it was scary to make that jump, but we were just determined that we would do whatever it took to make it work. So yeah, I left my nine to five full time and I never have had to put my kids in daycare. I did dabble in like some direct sales and Mm -hmm you know, like many of us just trying to find something to bring in a little bit of income, right? But get to stay home. Mm -hmm. And then I also was still helping out where I previously worked as an occupational therapist. And I would do like one day a week, but it would be on the weekend. And it was like, that's not ideal when you know, my Mm -hmm. husband work all day, and then we only have two days together as a family. And then I pack up and go all day Saturday. And so we just knew we were really looking for something different. And our life. And so I believe I just started researching options five years ago, saw your name pop up and started talking to a bunch of moms that like had taken your course. And, you know, I had a ton of questions and I was like on the fence for a while just because it was scary to not, cause it was just totally unknown to me. I knew nothing yeah. about freelancing, but my husband was super supportive. He's always been super supportive in this and like in your program and course and everything. So he was like, just go for it. Like what? Like, I think you have what it takes. Just go for it. And I remember, yeah. So I had three little kids actually fast forward at the time that I was Mm -hmm. about you and your program. And we were trying for a fourth. And I remember I met a mom who had taken your course already who had four kids. And I was just like, can I honestly do this? Like with four kids? I don't know if I can. Like I was terrified. And then I remember even reaching out to you and being like, I get, I have really hard pregnancies and I'm so sick. Like, can I do this? And just everyone was super encouraging. Like you, you can do it. Like you can make it work, you know, just like if you want something bad enough, you can figure out a way to make it work. And you can make it work in a way that works for you. Like if you're pregnant and you have hard pregnancies, you, you can slow down, right? You can ramp up in a season prior to getting pregnant, like whatever your situation is, but there is, I mean, almost always a way you, you can make it work. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very flexible. And so I took the leap, really, I jumped and I knew that if I was going to do this, I was going to just be all in and really commit myself and just get the ball rolling immediately. And that's what I did. I signed up and I landed my first client was actually, which is another reason I just love the community of women that you've built. It was a girl who had taken your course and she had grown her business so much. She was needing a subcontractor. Mm, yeah. So it was like the perfect way to like get my foot in the door and really just like learn a lot, build my confidence, build my portfolio. And she was just amazing to work with because you know, she's been there and understood it. So I got her, honestly, I want to say it was like two weeks, Michaela, after I started. Yeah. After I started your course, I got my um, like branding and everything done right away. So I just wanted to get out there and get started. And so that was my first client. But then I want to say it was just a couple weeks later, my first like actual client outside of anyone from the group I got. And I remember the 
package was like, du- like she was willing to pay like double what I was like hoping I would get maybe for my first big client. And so it was a huge deal to us. Like I can just remember booking that first client with my husband being like, Oh my gosh, like this could literally change our life. And so that was great. I got a lot of experience working with her, just doing a bunch of different things, social media, Pinterest, some copywriting. Yeah. So at this time, were you kind of, when you first got started for your first couple clients, was it kind of all under the virtual assistant role or was it? Yes. Kind of how was it labeled? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely still under virtual assistant. I had always kind of thought in the back of my mind, like social media, I was kind of just naturally drawn to Mm -hmm. and sounded really fun to be able to do, but I wasn't really sure. So yes, I did. I did start out as a virtual assistant and kind of dabbled in a few different areas. And I'm actually thankful for that because not only did it help me really figure out what I like, but it also helped me wean out what I don't like and what I don't want to do. And sometimes I think that's the best way to learn is to just get in there by different tasks. That's why I think starting as a virtual assistant can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Trying a bunch of different tasks and just seeing what's for you and what's not for you. And also with that, then comes the confidence of knowing you don't have to take on a client or a task just because it's work. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can find the clients out there that have the work you're that like you enjoy that makes yeah. you happy. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I quickly found out I what I didn't really love. And then, yeah, decided to full-blown specialize in social media management. And like I said, that's been like the last really three and a half years. Uh-huh. I officially made that switch. Hey there, real quick interruption from me, Michaela Quinn. Anyways, I wanted to make sure that you knew that we just added a 12-month payment plan to our program, the Live Free Academy. You can enroll and get started today for just $147. If you go to go.michaelaquinn.com or just head to the show notes on this episode, we've got it linked there as well. You can read all the details and click one of the buttons to go enroll. And on there, you'll see the 12-month payment plan option. When you choose the 12-month payment plan option, you get the entire course the second you enroll. We don't hold anything back because you're on a payment plan. You'll get access to the how to build your business from start to finish course, skills training, the job leads board, the coaching calls, the student community Facebook group, and everything else that is a part of the Live Free Academy program so that you can get started freelancing and land your first client in 30 days, 60 days, however long it takes you to go through the course and then start implementing. Again, you can see all the details at go.michaelaquinn.com forward slash academy or head to the show notes and click the link there. All right, back to the show. So talk to us about like those early, those early months of your business and the, you landed those two other clients. Did it, did you just you have those two clients? Did you take on more? What did kind of like the growth look like from there? Yeah. So I had those two clients and then the girl that was using me as a subcontractor was pivoting in her business. And so she no longer needed my services. So we parted ways. So then I still had that one big client, which to me, that was like a big package. It was more than I thought. I would be making. 
Are you comfortable sharing like what it was back then? Yeah. So it was $1,200 was uh-huh. her package. And that was like uh-huh. me like brand new. And mm-hmm. I just thought, I mean, that was amazing. And that was yeah. working like half the amount of time, less than half the amount of time. You know, I was working at like a full-time job and that was just like a really big deal to us, like landing yeah. a $1,200 package client. As a stay-at-home mom As who a stay-at-home doesn't have to put mom. your kids in daycare, like yep, that's amazing. Yep, absolutely. And so then after I parted ways with the first client, then I landed another client who I found just networking in Facebook groups. And she was super, super sweet. And she was really my first like full-blown social media client. Mm -hmm. And that was really fun. She was just a great person to work with. And, you know, I always, I'm like a big believer in telling people, I know that you can, it can be scary if you haven't done something before, but I'm a big Mm -hmm. believer in just being honest and saying, you know what? I haven't had a client that's needed me to do this yet, but I'm confident that I can figure it out. And I'm a quick Mm -hmm. learner. I know Mm -hmm. sometimes that's like a question I see a lot in the group or I remember me even asking like as a newbie, like, well, I've never done that before and I'm scared. Like, do I tell them I've never done it? And, you know, just being honest and saying I can figure it out because I think you kind of say too, like everything is figure outable, right? Like you can learn learn anything. Yeah. Anyways, that was my first like full-blown social media client. And that was just a really great way to really learn a lot about Facebook and Instagram and what social media management looks like for a client. And that was good because at that time I had, I had our fourth. And so I Mm -hmm. had fun and sweet little crew. Yes, yes, yes. A little big surprise boy after three girls. Yes. Yeah, so but fun. that was great too, because I remember at telling both of my clients, like when I had him, I was really able to make my business work for me because I didn't want to be working in those first early weeks. And so I was able to just really get ahead on content and get everything out there and schedule it ahead of time. And I truly did have the time off that I wanted, which was... Mm-hmm. Amazing. So were you still able, like, were you still paid for that time? I know the maternity leave stuff comes up a lot. Did you like work ahead in the sense? So you still had, you know, the retainers coming in that month or did you like pause it and then pick back up later? Yeah. So I still had the retainers coming in monthly. So it was Mm -hmm. essentially, we worked it out to everything was still going out. I want to say it was like the first, gosh, I can't remember exactly how much time I took off, but definitely like the first few weeks I was Mm -hmm. off. Um, Mm -hmm. And no, they still paid me normally. And I still had all my work out and content scheduled and posts were going out and everything. I just did extra work ahead of time. Like prior. prior. Yeah. To get all the content scheduled and, you know, have a meeting about, you know, are there any dates while I'm off that I need to be aware of to plan for content? And it was a really smooth transition. And then when I was ready to pick it back up, there was no gap. That content was already out and my clients were ready for me to come back. So that was really nice. Awesome. So then from there, when Crew was born, how many years ago was that? Three and a half. Three and a half. So that's kind of about the time where you started to really focus in on social media management. Yes. So walk us through kind of coming back and what what that looked like. Yeah. So like I had said, I had tried when I started as a virtual assistant and had that first big 
package client, I had done a lot of different tasks. And I just, again, was always drawn to the social media. I thought it was really fun to work with. And so I just made the decision that like, this is what I enjoy. This is what I feel like I'm good at. And so I'm just going to stick with it. And so I just made the decision and I was like, I'm going to be confident in that. But I do remember it was scary to make that decision because Mm -hmm. I feel like once you, I remember my mindset back then thinking like, once you pick a specialty, like, am I going to get as many clients as I could if I stayed as a virtual assistant? And so I do remember making that decision to pivot and just specialize in social media was scary, but it was the best decision that I've made because it guaranteed that I'm doing something that I always enjoy, something I'm good at, and really just focusing on one thing, one thing to just put my time and energy in, especially with a field like social media, where it's constantly Mm -hmm. changing to be able to keep up with everything that's changing and put, you know, invest in additional resources or just my time to focus on learning everything. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that was that first like smaller, she was a smaller package social media management client, but that was great just again to like get my foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And once I was working with her, that was when I really just started to get the ball rolling that, okay, this is what I want to do. And I only sought out clients then for social media management. I had a few clients that needed some additional tasks. And again, I found out quickly tasks and types of clients that just are not the best fit for me. And so that's Mm -hmm. that I'm really big on now, five years later about, you know, you don't have to work with someone you get to choose. And just like, I'm really stand firm in that, that like you make your business what you want it to be. Because I definitely had a couple of clients over the years that I've let go because it was just not, not worth it to me. Yeah. Like one of my clients, I can give you a quick story. She, she didn't have kids and she was very sweet, but I just feel like that's something that's hard to understand if you're not a mom. And she wanted me to do email management for her. And she had very high expectations as far as my response time to these emails. And I'll never forget one day I was in like the pickup line at school to pick up my daughter at school. And she needed a response like immediately to a client. And I didn't have good service by the school. And I was just like, I like, I'm in the car picking up my daughter. I'll get to it as soon as I can. And she wasn't really happy with that response. And that was a big pivotal moment for me where I was like, you know what? I don't, no one is making me work with her. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like so often we talk about like, if we lose a client or like the client, you know, pivots in their business and they don't need our services anymore. But like, we also have the power and the capability to be like, look, this is not the direction I want my business to go. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for your time. But as of, you know, 30 days from now, we no longer will be working together. And so that was a big thing to help my confidence too, just to realize that I get to make my business what I want it to be and partner with who I really am happy partnering with. Yeah. You don't have to settle. You don't have to settle to work with people. I had, I had a similar ish sort of experience, not, it was a male client and it was just, I got to the point where every time my phone would ding or like an email would come in, I would, I would tense up and be like, Oh my God, what does he want? What is going on? And first of all, 
as a virtual assistant, as a freelancer, you're not an employee. You can't be expected unless you're paid to just sit around and be available to respond like that. You're not paid for that. This is not an employee role. Yes, some business owners, this is something I get asked a lot from people like, can I do this work like whenever or do I have to be available certain times? Some services and or some clients may have specific needs, but those should be communicated in advance. And there has to be a mutual agreement into kind of in, into those things, right? For example, we have someone that helps with email inbox and I, I do like it checked morning and afternoon, evening timeframe. Right. I, it doesn't, I don't care what time I'm not micromanaging, yeah. but it does need to happen twice a day. And so right. when we hired for that role, we're upfront about that. Like, look, this is what we need. Are you able to do that? If they're not, or if you're not, if a client's ever kind of, you know, here's what I need. Can you do that? And you can't, don't try to just make it work to land that client. There is, you, you can find someone that has the fit that you, you can do without Absolutely. Oh my gosh. stressing yourself out. Yeah. That also makes me think of, I had a client that was very much so a scope creeper and mm-hmm. wanted to try to add additional things. And when, you know, you so have what, a- what is scope creep for those that don't know? Right. Okay. So, so for me as a social media manager, I don't do hourly. I only do monthly packages. All of my mm-hmm. packages are pretty much customized to each of my clients because I find that no two clients have the exact same needs or wants or goals. Mm-hmm. So I do, we agree upon, you know, I send the proposal and I list my scope of services, which says exactly what I will be providing for X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. For example, for me, how many posts a week, if I'm doing how much engagement a week, you know, how many reels, if I'm creating graphics and all that kind of stuff is very specifically laid out very clearly in the proposal. And they have to agree to that. And then I also list this exact scope of services in my contract to make sure, again, they're looking over it. This is exactly what you're getting for X amount of dollars. They look at it, agree, sign. So scope creeping is when a client comes and says, oh, I need you to, I know we've agreed to five posts a week, but I really need eight posts this week because because of whatever reason, or Mm -hmm. I, I saw this really cool real idea and I would really like to do like two extra reels this week or, Hey, I need a graphic for my website. Can you go ahead and make that for me real quick? So scope creep is when they start to add more services on top of what you've already agreed to Mm -hmm. because I'm not working hourly. So it's not like I can say, sure, I'll just tack on like a couple extra hours or, you know, that will just go to my hours for them. It's already agreed upon flat rate package. And I had a client that would do that all the time. And I just started like when I would talk to, I've made so many friends now from your group and one of my closest friends, we were chatting about it. And I was like, you know, can you imagine if in any other type of business, if like you went to the salon and you had already paid for, like you're getting... Like, let's just say it's like an all full service salon. So let's say you paid for a manicure and a pedicure and you already paid and you paid the person who's performing the service. And you're like, oh, actually, since I'm here, it'd be really nice if I could get a highlight and a blowout too. So can mm-hmm. I just go ahead and do that too? And it's like, yeah, sure. But that's going to be an extra whatever dollars, right? Like mm-hmm. or a company that comes to do your lawn and you have a monthly greed upon 
rate. And you're like, oh, I really also need you to do this. Like any other business is going to charge you for that service. Mm-hmm. And so you should treat your business completely the same, like setting those boundaries. That's another thing that I'm really big on five years later, I've learned over the years is being really good about putting those boundaries in place. So just letting them know that, you know, and most of the time my response is, yes, I'm happy to do that. That's outside of our contract or our, you know, scope of services. So that will be an additional X, Y, and Z, or I can get you a proposal for that additional project. Mm -hmm. So you've got to set those boundaries and you've got to just be very clear about it and confident that your time is money. So even if, you know, yeah, just being big on those boundaries. Yeah. I had a client that didn't really, she didn't really like that. She, and we parted ways, but again, you you know, yeah, there's life's too short to work with grouchy, cranky, unappreciative people. Right. So cheers to working with clients now, like right now where you're in a great place, kind of, can you jump ahead and give us kind of a peek at what your business looks like today? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, what my business looks now, almost five years later, I've just really become very confident in my business and who I am and what I can provide and who I want to partner with and the services I provide. I've just learned so much over the last five years. And just like you were saying, I get to decide who I want to work with and what I want my business to look like and really structure that. So Now I'm really passionate about partnering with other moms, whether that's mom-based businesses or just moms who are business owners and entrepreneurs. I just love that we we just have such a mutual understanding and respect. Like I want to work with the type of client now that I can be like, hey, I've got a sick kiddo at home. I'm so sorry, but I'm going to have to reschedule our meeting, you know, and they're like, absolutely understand. So sorry. I hope your kiddo's better. Like I, and that's not always easy to find, but so still just a hundred percent social media management. And I actually made a, my husband and I together made a big decision because up until gosh, that was two years ago. Was that last year or 2021? A year or two ago, I was still keeping my license as an occupational therapist, even though I wasn't practicing anymore. Mm-hmm. I was still paying to be licensed and then paying for tons of courses to maintain my license because oh, yeah. it's a lot of requirements. And I just kind of got to that point where my business was successful. I wasn't working anymore as an occupational therapist. And my husband and I had a conversation. I was like, look, like I, I never thought I'd be here, but I'm not sure I see the point in keeping my occupational therapy license anymore. And so that was actually a huge moment for us. I did not renew my license. I made the decision that my business is doing so well that I don't think I could ever go back to that traditional nine to five. And I, that was a really scary and pivotal moment for us because. I always envisioned that once my kids were all back in school full time, that I would go back to occupational mm-hmm. therapy. I did really love it, but I still didn't see the freedom and flexibility that I wanted to, you know, attend school performances and have lunch with my daughters and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I officially did not renew my license. And so I just made the decision, like, I've got to stay serious about this, which I always have been. But anyways, fast forward to now, 
yeah, I just really, really have focused on making my business what I want it to look like. Mm-hmm. I just landed a dream client that I have like always imagined was out there and I just needed to find them and they needed to find me. And I found her through your exclusive job board. So I'm super thankful for you <laughs> and all you do and your ongoing support because without you, I we wouldn't have found each other. Yeah. She has just been an absolute dream. It's my, it's far exceeding my income expectations. Yeah. Just to give you a little insight, I am doubling. I've now doubled my income as a full-time occupational therapist working half the amount of hours, maybe even less than half. Yeah. Wow. And I've just really been able to turn my life into something that I always wanted. I've never had to put my babies in daycare. I've never had that dreaded, oh my gosh, my maternity leave is over. You know, it's done. I've got to go back. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. I've never had to miss a school performance or, you know, I've been able to make it everything I've wanted to be as both a mom and a business owner. I'm at the school parties and having lunch with my daughters and volunteering to read in my, you know, kindergartner's classroom. Like I'm just able to make it everything I wished that I could. Yeah. So what is, when do you fit work in? Like, how does the work come if you still have one kiddo at home? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you are being paid, like you have legit responsibilities and commitments to clients. So how do you fit that side in alongside, you know, the mom responsibilities? What does that look like for you? Yeah, great question. And I know that was a question I had as like a beginner too, especially when I chatted with that mom who had four kids too, just like, what does it look like? And so I am a morning person. So I have always, since I started my business, gotten up at 5am on the weekdays. That's just what works for me. And got right into Gosh, I wish I still had that in me. You don't anymore? That, no. Maybe it's because I've had literally a baby. Uh, yeah, who kept me up for the last five years? But I that that morning time is really sacred and quiet, and I was always so productive. Yes, yes, the house is quiet. Now my kids are early risers, so sometimes five a.m. only looks like one hour of work for me. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. two hours, but whatever it is, it really helps me start my day with work to be less stressed as a mom. Does that make sense? Because then my yep. kids. <sighs> Hundred percent. Yeah. Then when my kids get up, I've already checked off certain things on my to do list for my business that I'm like, okay, I can truly focus on them and the morning routine and packing the lunches and spending time with them before they go to school and having that time. So yes, my morning time is definitely big to me. I get up early, I do that, and then I'm still my son is fingers crossed holding out maybe a little bit longer for the nap time hustle. (laughs) I still work when he naps, but his naps are definitely fading. And I'll work then. And then honestly, sometimes, and it may not be for everyone, but that's like the beauty of this. You can make it what you want. Sometimes I am working while he's playing in the playroom and I'm sitting on the couch for a little bit on my laptop, but I'm still Mm -hmm. able to be there and be present. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just remember to keep the mindset that this is what I want it to be right now. Like no one's making me go 
work right now. And it's also better than him being in daycare and me working in an office. And it's also good for kids to have independent playtime where they have to learn to entertain themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as our kids are getting older, like I tell them, you know, Hey, like you see mommy on the computer or working on my phone. And that's because, you know, just explaining to my kids as they get older, like that's how I'm helping make money so we can go do fun things so we can be in all the competitive sports. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, like teach them that that's why I'm doing it. So I think it's important if you talk to your kids about like what you're doing and why you're doing it, it helps them understand. Yeah. So morning time, nap time hustle. I'm not now see, I'm not a nighttime person. Like my brain Mm -hmm. is done for the day when my kids are in bed. Very rarely do I work at that time. Now, Mm -hmm. get ahead on something or I've, you know, got a big project or maybe like a new client and I want to just catch up on stuff. I'll work a little bit then, but typically I do not work nights and then definitely not weekends, which is also amazing considering my background in healthcare as an occupational therapist, where we were expected to take turns rotating working Saturdays. And Mm. I just cannot ever imagine going back there, especially because we're a big sports family and all of our kids are in sports and competitive cheer and everything. And I can't imagine missing any of them. Yeah. You give me an idea for a, another new marketing angle. Like as my kids get older and I, I don't have any more babies, but I still have one. Charlie's joining us here, guys. If you hear that big burp, that was him. That was not me burping in the background. <laughs> but if you hear those little coos, that's him. A side hustle to pay for your kids' competitive sports. Holy moly. That is so... Let me tell you about it. Yeah, it's it's a commitment in every sense of the word commitment, time, energy, finances, and with four kids who all like love it and thrive in it. And that's what they're passionate about. Like we're able, because of my income, like we're able to help them, not help them, but let them be in all these things they want to be in and try all these things. Yeah. Not have to worry so much financially. Yeah. That's amazing. So how many clients do you have like right now at a time? So right now I currently have three clients, Uh but since my business has grown, so has what I charge. Uh And so my goal has always been to have fewer clients at bigger packages. And I I love that. Yeah, I'm there. And that's like, that's amazing. That I'm so, so thankful for that. Are you like looking to take on any more clients? Are you in a period like moving forward for 23, like in a period of, I'm just happy. I want to maintain this for right now. What are you planning for for this year in your business? Yeah, good question. So I would totally be happy taking on one more client as of right now. Again, it's got to be like the right client. It's got to be a win-win. And so... I've had some recent discovery calls and just like the second we get on the call, I'm like (laughs) thinking to myself, like this isn't going to be the best fit for me. And so I will sometimes actually even let a client know that I've gone in a different direction. So yeah, I'm kind of getting a little bit pickier about (laughs) who I partner with, but ultimately that's what I think has made me happier and more successful. And yeah, so I think I definitely be happy with taking on one more client. I have, since I did land this dream big client, it's really kind of motivated me to have even bigger goals now. And so I have like bigger income goals for 2023 that I'm really excited about. And 
yeah, so we'll we'll see. Yeah. Do are you adding in like any VIP days? Great question. So that's where I'm also kind of planning kind of what what else do I want to offer besides mm-hmm. traditional like full-blown monthly social media management. I did a strategy call recently with a potential client where and that was like the first time I had offered that mm-hmm. where I did like a 1-hour strategy call with her and then created a basically like a full-blown customized like multiple page PDF social media strategy because mm-hmm. She knew that she, like she needed to be on social, but she just like had no clue like what to post and when to post. And so I offered that as a different like one-time service. And that was, I really enjoyed that. And I realized how much I really enjoyed like the strategy and planning aspect of it. And I found that sometimes people are looking for just that. Sometimes they already have maybe an employee going to like do their actual content creation and posting, but they really need the strategy behind it. So I think I'm going to start offering more of that. And then the VIP day, that's a good question. I've, I need to think about, I'm in the process of deciding kind of what I want to do because I brainstorming and planning. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've been guilty of like the last few years, I've been just so focused on my clients and their businesses and their work that like, you know, I kind of let a few things of mine fall off, fall to the back burner. I mean, I was okay with it. I was still successful. It wasn't affecting me, but I was like, you know, it's even silly things like, oh, I want to update like, my portfolio or update my onboarding package, you know, stuff like that. But I've just spent so much time. So 2023 is definitely going to be a year of setting more goals, more planning and adding some new services to my business. So I'm really excited about that. That is that is so exciting. That's a fun kind of just like blank slate. Yeah, year where you can take some time, think, be creative and get that next that next milestone. Yes, definitely. So Wrapping up, I guess, can you give a little insight into what it looks like to be a social media manager for your clients? What does that look like? I've done episodes kind of walking through social media management, but it's always interesting to hear from others like what what it looks like actually in their business with their clients. Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, this might be super helpful for my family to listen to this episode because sometimes I think <laughs> like I don't really know what you do. I know that you're successful and you do stuff with Facebook and Instagram, but I don't really know what you do. So it's <laughs> a good question to answer for everyone. Yeah. So what a social media manager looks like for me and my clients and what I do is I basically social media has a really important part of this, right? It's a really it's a key aspect to your sales funnel. It's a key aspect to your marketing. And what I do as a social media manager now and where I'm at my business is, first of all, I'm really big about educating my clients and providing the strategy. So social media management shouldn't just be for me, again, in my business, it's not just about like coming up with a post and posting it like there's got to be a clearly laid out strategy behind it. And how are you going to serve your audience? And how are you going to provide value to them? And how are you going to connect with them? How are you going to educate them and inspire them? So all those things have to be our different pillars that are really important to hit in social media. And so what it looks like for me is I come up with based on their business and their goals for their social media and who their ideal client or their target audience is, I come up with the full-blown strategy. And that really serves as the foundation to everything I do. That's what we are going to work off from the bottom up. And, and my strategy includes everything from just having like their branding in one place, hashtag research, 
graphics, like I'll give them a little example of like what their grid or their feed is going to look like with some custom graphics I've created and a posting schedule, what days we're going to post at what time, all that kind of stuff. And then it's getting in there and doing all the different little aspects. There's a lot, I always say there's a lot of many moving parts of social media and it's really important that you hit them all. So I create the content. So that looks like creating the graphics, writing the captions, and scheduling those out. And then if my clients need engagement, whether that's responding to comments, responding to DMs, or if we're doing a growth strategy for trying to grow their account, going in and engaging with other accounts or engaging with accounts that are their target audience. Reels, you know, reels and video content is a big thing for Instagram right now. So actually doing some video editing and creating those reels, creating the real graphics and scheduling those and hashtags, which is becoming a little outdated. I could have a whole nother talk about that though, but hashtags we might keep their content relevant. And so keeping up with that. And then also that speaking of hashtags, that's another thing that I do as a social media manager is I've got to stay up to date because so many things are changing on what's best practice and what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. And so I'm Mm -hmm. It's really important to me to keep myself informed and up to date on what's happening and then reflect that in strategies. Where do you go to stay up to date on social media? Like what are your resources? Yeah, good question. So honestly, a lot of following Instagram accounts from Mm -hmm. really well-known Instagram experts. Okay, you're either going to love them or hate them, but I love Brock Johnson. (laughs) I feel like... People either love them or hate them. I love them. And so just following accounts like that, that like that is their, what they do. They, that is a free resource. Yes. Yep. And so Mm -hmm. doing that, I've invested in like some smaller and I've made smaller investments and maybe like some trainings or just resources that are helpful to have as a social media manager. One thing I invested in, which was not very expensive at all, but it was just super helpful if you're in a creative block was like a caption vault prompts just to like mm-hmm. new and fresh ideas for your clients. Mm-hmm. So like tons of resources out there. Did you go anywhere to learn like social media strategy and management? Or is it all from kind of like your own experience? How did you learn to like pivot into social media management? Yeah, good question. So a lot of it was... I'm glad you asked that because this was a really important part of my journey. I learned a lot from, I have now in the last five years partnered with a few women from your course. And so again, like whether that was in a subcontractor role and they knew a lot more about social media management than I did at the time and getting to see just like their system and how they plan content or strategize and all that kind of stuff. It's really helpful to partner with them. I learned a lot. And also, I mean, I'm still learning. And that's the thing with social media too. Like I'm constantly going to be learning and needing to know like new skills and new things to do. I still am going to your group and asking questions. I mean, I'm sure you see, you know, your private group from being a course member. I'm still asking questions in there. And so I learned just from other other people who do social media management. For example, even though I've been doing this for five years, my new client that I just landed, her project management platform that she uses is like the only one I've never used. And I could not for the life of me figure out a good way to write captions in there. Like there was just no like user and view friendly way of like writing a long caption. And so I came to your group and I was like, Hey, does anyone use this platform for their clients? If so, like, how do you do 
XYZ. And I had like number of people, you know, reach out to me. So your group has been a very valuable resource to me still five years later. I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) That makes me so happy. Wow. That's awesome. That's incredible. And last question kind of on how you do the actual work for your clients, caption writing. How do you write captions for your clients if you're not them? Like, are they telling you, here's the caption? Or are they tell like, do do they all have blogs and podcasts that you take and repurpose? That's another thing I hear like, oh, I'm interested in social media, but I would never know how to write captions for someone. I can write captions for myself. Right. Oh, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. Because I think when you've been doing something for so long, sometimes you forget kind of what that feels like in the beginning. And I do remember feeling that. And really, my advice is putting in a lot of research and just prep time during that onboarding phase. When you do get a new client, I dig myself deep into their website, into any resources they have, the podcast, their blog, if they have it, that all makes a social media manager's life a lot easier if they already have a lot of content they're putting out there. But I also mm-hmm. have clients that don't. I have a client right now that has no blog, no podcast, and just actually started getting the ground roll or the ball rolling with her email marketing. And so I'm able to repurpose some of that. But my advice would be really to just get familiar with the client. Look at every single page of their website, dig through their blog posts, dig through, listen if they have a podcast, any of their free resources, join their email list and look what's coming out on their emails. Just really get yourself familiar with who they are, what they do, and you'll start to learn it. You'll start to learn that they have like certain words they like to use, certain words that they don't like to use. And sometimes it's just having that conversation with your client asking them, Hey, I really want to write in your tone of voice. And in order to do that, like come up with a list of questions. You know, sometimes I have clients that have specific verbiage they don't want to use or specific verbiage they want to use a lot. And you'll get the hang of it. The more you do it, the easier it comes, the faster you get at it too. Yeah. And I mean, from my end, when we're in the beginning process of like having someone now I've worked with Stacy for so long, we she doesn't even really have to run things by me anymore. Yeah. But in the in the beginning process, it you are sending stuff to clients for approval and getting that feedback. And the more you get that feedback, it's not bad if they're like, "Ooh, I wouldn't say this," or "Let's do it this way." It's not bad. They're not like mad at you. It's just a learning process of trying to figure out how to write like them. And I know some people sometimes like, "Oh, they did this or they changed this." Like that's gonna happen. That is normal. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that made me think of another great way is sometimes like I have clients that give me nothing and I write all of our captions from scratch. And I have clients that do give me like prompts for captions or again, have content I can repurpose like a blog or an email that went out. But another great way that has worked really well, I've been doing this last year with my clients is they may not have the time to like sit down and give some thoughts type out a caption, but they can send me like a voice note and I can take that and turn it into a caption. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's really just finding out like what works best for you because yeah, absolutely. There are some content pieces that I really need it to come from my client. And especially if you are new in your working relationship. And so I'll say, Hey, I'm doing a post on this. Can you leave me some notes that I can turn into a caption? And if they want to type Mm -hmm. that out, or if they want to just send me a voice note, because that's easier and quicker while they're in the car, whatever. So just finding out, yeah, what works best for you and them. But it's definitely yeah. helpful. And the more you do it, 
the easier it gets and the more confident you'll get. And yeah, definitely don't get discouraged from any changes that they're making because that's only going to help you learn. And you'll know even for that very next caption, like, okay, they didn't like this word. I'm not going to use that again. So it's just a little experience. Yeah, that is amazing. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for coming on and just kind of giving us a behind the scenes peek of how you've grown your business as a stay at home mom for the past four and a half years. That's incredible. And and just sharing with us kind of how you've pivoted into the social media management and what that looks like. I am so thankful for your time. I'm so, so thankful for you. Charlie is too. (laughs) So thankful for you and just your encouragement and being in, in our community too. So I, I appreciate you and thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun talking about it and thinking back on the five years and just thank you for your ongoing support and everything that you did and you're still doing because I truly wouldn't be where I'm at without you, without your program, without the amazing community of women you've built. So thank you for all you're doing. (laughs) It's my pleasure. Now, just because the episode is over doesn't mean the knowledge party has to stop. Come hang out with me and thousands of other mamas in my free Facebook group. Just search Facebook for the Live Free Podcast Mastermind with Michaela Quinn or go to the show notes. We have it linked there. And make sure you answer the questions so our gatekeeper knows that you want in. And don't forget, sharing is caring. If you are loving this podcast, please take a moment to share it with your friends. But make sure you tag me at Michaela.Quinn on Instagram and at Michaela Quinn on Facebook. See you next week.